Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh. And with me today are Laura, Shing, and Samantha. Uh, they are here with me today uh, for Women's Appreciation Day. Thank you, ladies, for coming. It's, uh, it's greatly appreciated. And we are going to talk about not only uh, nerd culture, but women in nerd culture, which is why I've asked you ladies to be on the show today. Um, so let's go ahead and let's start introducing ourselves. I'm going to start with uh, Laura. Laura, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I am married. Um, we've been married for, it'll be seven years this year, um, to my best friend, who is also a Star Wars enthusiast and nerd and fellow cosplayer that sent me headfirst down this rabbit hole. Um, but I love every minute of it. Um, I've been a member of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club since January of 2016. I am the Striker Brigade Marshal for that club as well. I've been in that position for the last five years. In my personal life, I am a registered nurse um, and have been for the last 20 years. And I specialize in women's health and obstetrics and gynecology. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, Sam. I'm Sam. I was in the Navy, or I am in the Navy. I work with Steve here for a while. I've been in the Navy for nine years, married, been married for seven, have uh, one son, he's six. What are some of your nerdy hobbies, some things that you really like to do? I like painting models. I recently bought a sewing machine and I'm going to try to start making costumes. We'll see how well that goes. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Awesome. Uh, Shane. Hi, I'm Shing. I am a self-made illustrator. I specialize in fantasy cartography, and so I work a lot with board gamers, authors, and enthusiasts. I also have a lot of background in media and production, so I do a lot of contract work, but I mostly focus on illustrations when I can. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you so much again, ladies, for being on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, Shing. Uh, how did you get into ca- uh, cartography and doing illustrations? So I, I have drawn all my life. I'm quite the otaku. I drew all throughout high school, any period, any time I could take, I would draw. And then I also wrote a lot of stories in my own mangas. And one of my stories to help me plot out the track, like in Tolkien and like, Lord of the Rings, I drew a map, and my sister said, um, no offense, but your map is a lot better than your story. <laughs> and then, so I just kept drawing maps, and now it's been about 12 years now that I've been drawing That's... maps specifically. How long does it take you to do an average map? It really depends. If it's a map I'm familiar with, not that long, because I've been practicing a lot to get my times down, but... If it's really complex or if it's small or large, there's so many details that can add up. And it also depends on whether or not I'm working on a contract, which I'm currently working on a contract now, too. So illustrations are in the, on the side while I work. Okay. You stay really busy doing all the, uh, the illustrations? I am oh, like so busy. 2020 has been the busiest year for me, and I feel so bad. It's, a, it's a, like a, a cursed blessing. It's a double-bladed sword. It, very much so, because my daytime job is really cool on paper, but then I'm just like, I really want to draw all the time, and I can't. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Laura, you, you, you're you in the MMCC. Uh, you do cosplaying. Uh, that's yes. awesome. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Well, I can tell you that if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be doing this, I would have laughed in your face. I am a self-proclaimed introverted extrovert. I'm comfortable around people that I know. And otherwise, I just, you know, I kind of shut down. As far as the cosplay part of it goes, um, my husband and I both are crafty. Um, mm. I guess artistic is not the word I'm looking for because I do not have the skills that Shane does. However, I do love um, making things, using my hands, um, you know, just anything that, that I can do. And I, we didn't know where to start or what to do. My husband's always loved Star Wars. Um, I've gotten into it just in recent years since we got married. I've never grown up, you know, in the Star Wars world. Um, and now I know way too much <laughs> about <laughs> Star Wars. But so actually one day he and my son or our son were coming down the road not far from the house. And he came home all excited because his I mean, his favorite Star Wars character was always Boba Fett. And he came home and he had these pictures and he was like, there's Mandalorians and they're at the, the library. There are all these people. They're all dressed up and they built their own costumes. And oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And when can we start? And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, we're going to do this like no you have fun with it enjoy I will support you in every single way possible I'm not doing that and he was like what would it take for you to do this with me and if you're familiar with a Mandalorian costume there's the chest diamond um, mm -hmm. or the iron heart that's in the center and I don't know why but I said if you can make my chest diamond light up to look like lightning you know mm -hmm. illuminate it then I'll do it and he said, consider it done. And he did it. So I have a, one of the first backlit chest diamonds. Love it. I love my kit and had so much fun building it. It's evolved so, so much um, from the time that we started to where it is now. It's just things have been swapped out. Things have been improved. Things have been upgraded. It's just it. We have this saying in the MMCC that you're never really done, and it's very true. You know, um, official membership and official approval is just a starting point, and there's so many avenues and so many ways to go from there within the club. That's just so much fun, and um, and I'm really glad that I took the chance on it and explored it because I absolutely love it. I it's love, not something that I would have ever expected to do. I love your your negotiation with your husband because i swear on my wife she would have been like you're cleaning the bathrooms for a month and you're driven giving me 30 minute back rubs every single night just well he looked it. at me like i was crazy because initially i wanted my kit to have el wire with lightning and he was like no no that's not realistic enough and i was like well i mean sorry you know <laughs> but he kind of talked me down and we got it into something that we could both agree on and uh, um i mean i will continue no matter what i build in the future with my kids i, I think this will always be my favorite because there's just a, a sentimental property to that that first kit that you build that just there's there's nothing like it you know putting your hands on it knowing that you did it you didn't commission, you know, your your parts and your pieces out, which is perfectly fine if you do. But there's just something to be said 
for me for actually being able to say, hey, I did that. I made put, that. That's, you put in the blood, sweat, and tears. You right. And, and that's job. just a, and it makes it, it's, it's literally my alter ego. It, it makes it a part of who I am. And it just makes me proud to be able to, to don that kit and say, you know, Hey, I had, I had a hand in this and it, it's a yeah. lot of fun, you know, in the position that I hold within the club, helping other people to be able to become approved and to, to take their kit to the level that they want it to be as well. So. Absolutely. No. Um, so in the second season of Mandalorian, we got to meet not only one, but several female Mandalorians. We got to meet Bo-Katan and the, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I can't remember the other girl's name. Oh my God, I'm terrible for this. But we got to see several and we got to, bless you. And we got to also meet Ahsoka. So, uh, yep. yeah. And so we got Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. So how stoked were you to see like the female Mandalorians and everything? I in absolutely this? love it. Live action. Um, you know, it just brings that, that canon aspect the fact that females belong in the Star Wars universe and in the Mandalorian culture of the Star Wars universe, you know, it, I never questioned whether or not it was okay as a female to join the club because I, you know, but I can see that and and you know, over the years and and time, the way that people look at you and and judge you and that sort of thing for just being an adult and wanting to have fun in your life and doing these sorts of things. So you've actually, all three of you have had unique experiences over the last year. Granted, this is our first time really having this conversation in 2021 and 2020. This pandemic has had to have a dramatic experiences that you've had on your fandoms. Shing, you're an artist. You do a lot of drawing. Laura, you're, you do the cosplay for the MMCC. Sam, you're a fan. How has this pandemic affected your fandoms? I think that the thing that's happened the most is that a lot of people have turned to creative outputs to keep them busy, to not focus on COVID. And so I see a lot more artists. And so when I first started drawing and getting on Instagram, it was about five, six years ago. And there were a few big names and now there's just so many more photographers. And so when I talk to people outside of Instagram and outside my art group, they're like, oh, you draw fantasy cartography maps. Okay. And then I get on my Instagram and it's like map, 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 map. You guys, I wrote a new book and I need a map for it. And so for me, I've definitely seen a boom in, with artists coming out and expressing themselves on TikTok and on Instagram. That's awesome. And I'm I'm assuming, obviously, this has made it a lot more work for you as well, too. Yes, for sure. I definitely feel lucky because I'm one of the few artists that has too much work. And that's mainly because I can't focus on art right now. But it's a blessing because there's so many more books coming out, which means there's more use for me. That's awesome. Awesome. Laura, because you do, you know, you're, as a cosplayer, you go out and you do part of, you know, being the part of the MMCC is having that presence known and everything. And I know you guys do a lot of uh, stuff for nonprofits. You go to children's hospitals yes. and I've talked to uh, Don and David and the, the things you guys do. Uh, God bless you. You guys do some commendable things. I'm, I'm assuming this has had a more difficulty of an impact on your fandom as a star Wars fan and as Absolutely. a cosplayer. Um, what I mean, what we do within the club is we troop. And you go to different events, you know, 
children's hospitals, charities, walks, um, different conventions, different events. So 2021 put a screeching halt to everything. Um, I think I attended three conventions from January through the first week of March last year. We had so many more lined up because I'm also um, an officer in our local group that covers Louisiana and Mississippi. And we had a lot of events that were lined up. And I mean, it was just cancellation after cancellation after cancellation. And, you know, it, it it's disheartening for sure. It was scary. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, you know, everybody's scared. And being a nurse in my real life, it made it kind of scary on both accounts because, you know, I'm, I'm getting slammed at work. Um, we're seeing this, all this firsthand. And, but then my creative outlet for being able to deal with those things was gone. And so it just, it, it made life as a whole all the way around super difficult. So I just tried to pour myself into our MMCC forums and, and the jobs that I hold within the club. And uh, like Shing was saying, a lot of people have used this time um, to, to express themselves creatively and artistically. And a lot of people have actually taken the time and started building kits for approval, especially with the Mandalorian and the, um, you know, the fame that, that it's brought and the focus that it's brought to Mandalorians as a, as a culture and as a whole um, within the Star Wars universe. So it's definitely one of those things to where that, that gave me something when we didn't have things that we could do face to face and things that we could go and do and handle and see people in person. You know, we do a lot of, of Skype, a lot of zoom, a lot of Facebook messenger things to kit up when we can and, and record messages for sick kids in the hospital, anything that you can possibly do that just to make somebody happy, make a kid's day. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's what I'm here for. And that's why I do what I do and why I love what I do. So the fact that that, you know, COVID literally has just ripped that away from us is is heartbreaking and disheartening. But we're hoping, fingers crossed, that, you know, things will, will settle down. And as the vaccine rolls out and, and more and more people take the vaccine and things hopefully, hopefully, hopefully settle down, COVID gets under control, that we can open things back up, start yeah. seeing people, start, you know, because, I mean, we couldn't even have or we haven't been been able to really have what we call armor parties where we get people together to actually build the kits to get them approved. And we haven't been able to do that because of all of the COVID restrictions that we've had to have in place. Yeah. So I, I know you guys nice have to have, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I know you guys have those little badges uh, that you guys do for periodic uh, to the, the Australian fires and everything. Yes. Uh, yes. Every time. So I've now granted, I've only been associated with you guys maybe four or five months or actually no back when the Australian ones came out. That's when, but every time yeah, you because, guys I mean, have one. Our club is worldwide. So, yeah. you know, anything that basically that happens in the world, somebody that we know and love is affected by it. We want to help. We want to do what we can to help each other to, to join together. And, you know, that's, that's what we love to do. I, I feel like that's the club's legacy is, is just being there for other people and helping each other out. And, and I'm happy to be a part of that. I think all, everybody here misses cons. I, I don't think anybody's going to argue that one. I, I'm i lucky to say I live in close enough to New York City where I can go to the New York Comic Con, and it's not a struggle. And I desperately, desperately, desperately miss that. And when I used to live in Indiana, I used to go to Adepticon, and 
it's yeah, it's it's not fun. This is this Dragon not been a fun Con couple and years. Wizard oh my God. World and... Yeah, uh Gen Con, I miss those. Oh, there's so many cons. I uh yeah, no, I'm absolutely in that boat. Um I, I was gonna ask what is what would you guys consider your your favorite fandoms? But I I, I I think I can kind of grasp a little bit here. Uh, Shing, I think it's safe to say fantasy is definitely your area of go expertise, or am I completely wrong and you're like sci-fi is it's like your go-to? Very high fantasy, but my parents are strong Trekkies, and there's a joke in our family that I was supposed to be named Spock because <laughs> my family, like they, my parents love Star Trek. That's definitely their area, and then I'm their little hobbit. I'm the little elf kid in the family. That's awesome. Oh man, I wish my brother was here. I really, really, truly do. And Laura, I know David has made that joke with you. Like my brother's the one I do the podcast with. And whenever I do an interview with somebody from the MMCC, he's never around. I'm assuming he's allergic to them or something of that sort. But he is a huge, huge, huge uh, Lord of the Rings Hobbit fan. So he would be just sitting here getting giddy with you. I promise you. Um, Laura, obviously you're into Doctor Who. That is your your area uh, area of fandom, right? Um, <laughs> sure. No, I'm, jo- I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough about Doctor Who to recognize the TARDIS, and that's about it. <laughs> now, we could talk about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, you know. I- I'm way more familiar with that, but... Now, granted, we're recording this right now, but uh, we actually just aired an episode that was... We, we attempted to talk about uh, The Hobbit, Uh you know, the, obviously, the, the the Hobbit's name is a Hobbit. The Hobbit, an unexpected adventure. We called it the Hobbit, an unexpected tangent because we kept getting sidetracked by every little thing. In <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. Like it went on Not from like, oh no, especially when you get me and my brother together, it's 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 horrible. Uh, we can just be like, well, we were talking about the Hobbit. We we're talking about Smaug, and then we got into uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and then somehow we got into. Martin Freeman, which led us to uh, Hitchhiker's Guy of the Galaxy, which led us to Frozen. Yeah, it's, somehow it got back to Kevin Bacon. I don't understand how that game works, you know? <laughs> Have you heard of that? Or before I, I tell the joke, you've heard the Kevin Bacon joke. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Thank God. All right. It just wasn't funny. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm a- were you- <laughs> um, huh. I'm sorry? I think she froze. I think she froze. She no. Oh, there we go. She's back. Um, so would you? Uh, I mean, I know you are, Laura. In all seriousness, you are very passionate about Star Wars. Is that your go-to fandom, uh, or is Absolutely. there any others? Yeah. Any others that you're you're secretly enjoy? I mean, I've kind of you know dabbled here and there. I'm I'm familiar with a lot of different ones you know I, I know just enough about it to recognize things about it but um definitely dove headfirst into star wars and haven't looked back um as somebody that wasn't i was very sheltered i guess as a kid and i wasn't engrossed in any of the the fantasy world or the you know sci-fi and always was one of those people that kind of said i don't like any of that and then i sat down and watched star wars and literally marathoned it for a weekend and 
I have not looked back. So there you go. Yep. Good for you. Um, seeing how where we are in the, this time frame and everything, especially you know, like I said, Laura's over here. She's uh, you're you're cosplaying. Shane, you're doing all this work. Um, Sam, you're you're going to all these different things. You guys are very versatile in this area. We it's 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 very easy to say we live in that golden age right now of fandoms and nerdums. Um, I would even say it's even more of an empowerment as women because you're seeing a lot more female heroines. You're starting to see a lot more. You're seeing Ahsoka. You're seeing Bo-Katan. You are seeing it, Hermione. You are seeing Captain Marvel and Black Widow and Ms. Marvel and then even anti-heroes like Harley Quinn. Um, when your younger years, like, how is it when you were younger, when you were kids, to where you are now in your fandoms, there wasn't a lot of female superheroes when we were younger to where they are now. How much of a difference is that to you? How exciting is that for you to see that there's more female empowerment in the fandom worlds? Well, I feel like it's very exciting. Um, I think that a lot of, of those characters, you know, they may have been around in comics and that sort of thing way back when, but a lot of it wasn't taken seriously. Um, and even now it does take a lot for, for some people um, to take various characters, various costumes, um, you know, and costumers seriously, just depending on what the character is and what the, you know, the, the person is. Um, but I think as a female in this world, it, it's, it means a lot that I just feel like it, it means, and it gives us opportunity as women and as females to be taken seriously um, more than we ever have. Shing, did you have anything on that one? So I think it really does help us build ourselves up too. I think it gives my mom personally a lot of relief. When I was a child, my hero was William Wallace from Braveheart. So I think she was really happy to see like there be more females because I started looking up to females rather than Mel Gibson all of my childhood. <laughs> and so, there was a lot of there's a huge stage in my life in which I started cross dressing and dressing as a boy because that's what you see all the time. There's always right. men. And so I cross dressed a lot and then I slowly start dressing and cosplaying females again and so for me I think it really helped me find myself too because I want to be a strong female but I would always dress myself as a strong man so that's that brings up a, a good point is and I actually was going to approach this later but you just slid this one perfectly in you ladies right now whether or not you realize it you are the image for the younger generations, for little girls, you are, they're going to be their heroes. You're their heroines. You are what they're going to look to. And when you cosplay the man, uh, your, you know, your Mandalorian costume, when you see do these drawings and everything, when you do your painting, you go to the hobby shops and you do your gaming and everything. Girls are going to look up to you. How does that make you feel that you are There's setting that example now? definitely a sense of pride that comes along with that um there's not much in this world better than you know being at a convention or being at an event and a little kid especially a little girl 
Pat's mom on the leg or Pat's dad on the leg. And they're like, that's a girl. She's a girl. I can do that too. You know? And, and I think there's, there's a, you know, a realization that comes along with that in in that kid's world that, you know, Hey, I can do anything I want to do. I can be anything I want to be. I just have to want it and I have to do it. So it's, it's, it feels good to put that little bug in their ear and just to be able to do that. Um, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I have always felt like I'm sure your parents said the same thing to you is you can be whatever you want when you grow up. But if you don't have those role models there, those people that you can look up to, yeah, I there's think it's always made it, it's There's made a it difference in, in saying it and actually being able to visualize it and experience it. And when they can actually lay eyes on something that they like to do or that they, you know, are interested in or that they would like to try. Um, and realize that it's doable because that person was able to do it. And that's a girl like me. Um, it's a big deal. Especially for you and Shing, because you both go to cons and that's, that is, those are your go-to areas more, well, more Shing than Laura, because Laura, you do the, uh, all the, the nonprofits and everything. Mm -hmm. And, but when you guys go to cons, that is your area. And do you, Shing, have you ever set up at a con? I did my first in November t- 2019, and then my second one was canceled. <laughs> ah, no. but, but, but when you set it up, how did it make you feel that you had gotten to this point where you were at the con, people were coming to buy your stuff and admire your work? I cried because my booth had my name on it, and that was my art, and it was amazing. That's, it, no, it's good. That's Aww. it's that's a great. Oh, that is no shame there. That is there's no shame. You should be so proud of yourself, you know. And the reason I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure Sam was on, and I greatly appreciate her being on. Is she is an active duty member. She is defending our country, and she is truly embodying women's empowerment here in our military. And I greatly appreciate what she does. And you, Laura, as a nurse, you are on the front lines as well in areas that, thankfully, you know, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that I don't have to be in, but I'm grateful somebody is there that is able to stand there and proud to do what they do. And you get to do this, and you are setting, you are the heroes. Like, I'm just this guy on a podcast here now. You ladies are the ones that are out there representing the areas of nerdum and fandom, representing our country, and protecting us on both the foreign and domestic fields. And I thank you so much for that. I truly, truly, truly do from the bottom of my heart. So kind of going from here, now that we're all emotional, (laughs) I I love you ladies. You guys are awesome. Um, Let's talk about some of the the awkwardness that comes with being women in nerd culture. This wasn't originally one of my questions, but it was brought up to me by a friend and Laura, this is going to be more towards you as a cosplayer is the right of consent. Uh, when taking photos and stuff, just because you dress as a certain heroine or hero does not mean you get to be, approached a certain way. Um, I know there are superhero costumes for women that typically are more revealing than men. Um, And that's 
But, you know, I mean, I have a full set of armor. And, I mean, people have, you know, I've I've been approached inappropriately. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, You know, I have feminine um, chest plates. Um, You know, everybody doesn't build their kits that way, but I wanted my kit to be recognizably female, recognizably feminine. And, you know, just because I can't feel the fact that someone touches that area, that's still me under there. So it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay to, to approach somebody in that way. It's perfectly fine to walk up to me and ask me how I did what I did, but it's not okay to touch ever. How should, so let's say as a man or as anybody rather, I want to come up and take a photo with you. Um, what is the proper protocol that we should be telling people and educating people on how to do that if they want to take a photo with you or something. I think of that the sort. main thing is if you're, if you're obviously there and available, you know, you're standing there waiting to be approached by people. Um, you're out at your booth, you're doing your thing. That's fine. Um, if you're say taking a break and you're obviously taking a break because you know, we, we have to, go to the bathroom. We have, I mean, we're human. We have to eat. We have to, you know, get down, sit down, get off our feet. Sometimes these things get heavy and, and, and tiresome for sure. Um, you know, you may see us walking down the hallway. If I'm, if I'm running to the bathroom, I am perfectly fine coming back and taking a picture with you, but give me like three seconds to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, that just that sort of thing. It's like, if I'm, if I'm standing there and we're just hanging out and we're ready to go, you can approach me at any point in time. I'm more than happy to take a picture with you. I'm more than happy to talk to you about what we do and why we do what we do. Um, and, and I'm more than happy to do that at any, in any time frame. but I'm not always necessarily going to be in that full, um, kitted up from head to toe look because, you know, under the kit, there is a human that actually does have to, you know, have to take care of myself as well. So. I'm assuming it gets a little sweaty in there sometimes, you know. Oh, I have fans in my helmet. Um, Good so for you. Uh, yeah, I'm in Mississippi. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it it can definitely, especially in the summer, um, it gets ridiculously hot. So we have to, to be super careful when we're out at events and, and various things for sure. Now, Shane, you you've only done... Um, been a part of one con where you hosted yourself. Have you gone? To, you've gone to other cons prior to? Yes, I have. Have you Have you ever had any of these situations that are similar to this that have made you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel comfortable talking about this? I should ask first. Yeah. So I've I've cosplayed before, and a lot of the conventions I've been to have been like Wild Wild West or Renaissance fairs. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically once I was wearing a corset and so it pushes things up. And one of the men working at the Renaissance Fair in front of my entire family was like, whoa, look at that chest. And it was like, oh, okay, that's great. Thanks for focus- like, thanks for pointing that out in front of my father. I really appreciated that. And so I think the thing that always comes to mind is that it's communication for sure. But it's this acknowledgement that 
yes, you may love the character, you may love the era that we're conning in, but I'm not the merchandise that you bought just because you paid for a ticket to get into this convention. You can go and buy yourself an, an action figure, you can buy yourself a print, and you can control and manipulate that, but I am not a stand in for that merchandise. I am a human and you may love what I'm dressed as or who I'm dressed as, but I'm just a representation of that person and your ownership doesn't transfer over onto me. And that is something that we need to practice and like recognizing, even though we get so excited, like, yes, that's Batman, but I can't go touch Batman. I know. I, I absolutely get that. Um, that's I I don't have words right now because I've personally never been in that experience and that could be because I'm a guy um, and that breaks my heart that hurts to know that that could have happened um, Sam have you ever gone to a con or had an issue like that um, comic book shops hobby shops of any of that sort I mean I know when I go before you answer that, I know when I've gone to comic book shops or hobby book hobby shops, um, a girl walks in and for some reason, actually, somebody brought this up to me, too. They said, oh, like in Big Bang, like when a girl walks into <laughs> a game store or a comic book shop, we laugh, we laugh, we're laughing right now. But like when a girl walks in, everybody just seems to stop mm-hmm. and Maybe because I came in to my nerdy self later on, I was already married when I started getting really actively nerdy. So it didn't think like, yeah, yeah, that's a girl, whatever. But that blows my mind. Did I mean, has have you ever had those situations happen? Oh, every time I walk into a comic book store, you can see like some of the guys like, there's a girl here? What? Why is she here? She doesn't, she's not into any of this stuff. Whatever. Or they'll start talking to you and be like, um, and then, uh, turns out you know more than them and you make them look stupid and then they get all butthurt. It's funny. But, (laughs) it's funny. I got, I've been to a few cons and I go to Red Fair too and I have corsets and stuff so obviously if I'm wearing a corset people are going to notice. But nobody's really get like ever commented. Uh, I have one corset that I've worn to a couple cons, and I get comments on that, and I get comments on this corset because it has pockets. That sounds like that's that makes it life that's easier for you. That's the best corset ever. It has a pocket on it, and I, I, I bought it at the Ren Fair in Pennsylvania, and I it's not a very big pocket, but, I mean, it'll hold my cell phone in a pinch, and uh, I can, like, carry around some cash or whatever for the fair. I put a pocket watch in it because it's a very steampunky corset. Okay. But that's the most anybody's ever, like, actively said. But you can, like, see what people are thinking by the expressions on their faces. Like, don't say it. Just, just, just keep walking. We've acknowledged that these are definitely issues. And they, they definitely need to go away. Um... So, what would be your lady's recommendations? I don't even want to say recommendations, because that's really not how... This is something definitely that shouldn't be happening. We all absolutely agree on this. 
how do we go about preventing future issues from this happening? And how do we educate the male counterparts of our fandom to alleviate the situations from these awkward situations and inappropriate situations from happening? What's the best approach to this? I think um, stopping the assumptions is, is a good way to start for sure. Um, I think just because a lot of people are female, um, we have people that look at us like we don't know as much as they do in lots of different aspects um, of our lives. And I think that a lot of these men need to kind of take a step back and, you know, say, hey, you know, would I want to treat what I want somebody else to treat my wife or my child, my daughter um, in this way and actually just do what they can to open their mind and just treat people like people instead of only seeing gender. I think also we need to realize that Hollywood and TV isn't a real representation of the average person. And I think that really throws us off because it's very easy to just turn on the TV and say, oh, well, I saw that on this TV show. That must be true across the board. But then if you go hang out with your friends, nobody acts like the actors do on TV. Nobody dresses or looks like the actors. And so separating that reality from television reality, I think will help out a lot. I think that's a good answer. Sam, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? or? Yeah, I think they got it. <laughs> um, I think that's a... I, I don't want to delve too much more into that because I think this has definitely been acknowledged and I think you ladies have approached this in a, an amazing manner and I commend you on it. Thank you very much, especially for opening up about some sensitive situations here. Um, so... Let's close off with, uh, really, I think I have, we've kind of answered all my questions, um, but I figure I'll ask one more for you. Um, currently, do you have any nerdy role models that you look up to or that you look towards as this is who I want to be like? I mean, granted, you know, yeah, let's go with it that way. Let's go with. Do you have any nerdy uh, female role models that you look up to? Um, start with you, Shane. So the first one that comes to mind is definitely Professor McGonagall. Um, I love, I just love her snarky sassiness, and I love cats. And so my cat's been here hanging out with me this whole time. But in addition, I also really love Lieutenant Uhura. I have been in love with languages forever. I wanted to be a polyglot almost all of my life. I thought it was so cool that she could communicate with everyone and that we share the same birthday. Well, when she's born, we'll share the same birthday. And so those are my two for sure. You really share the same birthday with her? That's awesome. Yeah, January 19th. <laughs> Laura? I mean, I think... More than anything, the one that, that stands out the most to me is probably Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, of course, everybody loves Princess Leia. That's 
there's no question, but just Carrie Fisher in her, in her own life and in her real life and her, um, just the way that she approached things and, and the attitude that she had about it, you know, if it's, if it's not good for me and if it's not going to do me any good, then I'm just going to walk away from it and leave it alone. Um, you know, throw glitter on it and walk away. <laughs> I think that's the, the best thing ever. So she's definitely one of, um, of my big role models. I, I, I vaguely remember something, uh, reading an article about her and said she was, she was quite the firecracker. She was very sassy. Absolutely. She did very, not, very sassy. Did not have a problem voicing her opinion to somebody. About and I love they, that. <laughs> I love that. I love you know, you knew where you stood with her. There was, I'm sorry. That I've loved every Carrie Fisher quote I've seen. Like, like everything. Yeah. This, this guy was being a dick to me in a con and Carrie Fisher just came up and like, Ripped him a new one. It's like what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, she'll rip them a new one and then pull glitter out of her pocket and toss glitter in their face. I mean, she didn't care about that. She didn't care about the way that society viewed her, looked at her. She was unapologetically herself um, in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And you know that it says a lot about her and about her character and it's just what I what I strive to be I never want people to question where they stand with me I want to be able to to be able to voice myself and and be who I am unapologetically in that same way it's awesome Sam did you have one um well, I was going to say Carrie Fisher, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's you're absolutely allowed to have the same one. Uh, Carrie Fisher is fantastic. Customer Goggle is freaking awesome. Awesome. Um, so I'm. I think this is a uh, great spot to close this up. Uh, I will definitely be posting uh, links for the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. And Shing, I would love to get a link to yours so we can definitely make sure people reach out to you guys. Uh, but before that, why don't you go ahead and share it on the podcast so that people can listen to it as well. Shing, where's the best place that they can find your lovely art? Right now, I'm probably the most active and popular on Instagram with okay. my handle being at WorldShing. I hope to expand a little bit more because once the restrictions with COVID are lifted, I'll be traveling a lot. And so... I plan on doing a lot of maps based on where I travel to. And Laura? Um, You can find us at www.mandalorianmerks.org. If you'll just join the forums, make a free account, um, and, you know, find your area, find the clan that, that represents the area that you're in where represented all over the world and if for some reason you can't find someone you know we will find someone for you just make a post ask for help and we'll go from there we'll definitely get you hooked up and and see what we can do to get you um approved that's awesome thank you very much all right so closing this up as always please like subscribe and follow us to wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on apple or audible please remember to rate and review we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. Occasionally, uh, I do show up on Twitch. Uh, that'll be at NerdDNAPodcast. And as always, I'm Steve. 
And this is the DNA Podcast. Thank you and good night.